You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about blame. There's so many ways to fuck up a life. I try to be original. Done plenty more wrong than I ever did right. seeing all these things that say there are like X days until 2020, until a new decade, and, and all these things that you should and shouldn't do, you know, as we move into this. And so I was thinking about that for this week's show. What can I talk about? Like, what can we start to wind down on in 2019 that we don't bring into 2020? And so this week I wanted to talk about blame and, and more specifically about blaming ourselves for things that actually aren't our fault. I think we can all benefit from leaving behind this habit for sure. Um, just, you know, it's, it just seems so easy that we just have this habit to blame ourselves for things. Um, you know, when things don't go our way, we automatically assume it's our own fault. And I'm going to give you some examples this week in my own life to show you that's actually not the case. So, I was reading this, and welcome to the show, by the way. This is the Create What You Speak podcast. I have a lot to talk about this this week, so I'm just getting right in. So uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for, for listening, and thank you also if you've been listening for a while. Um, but So I was reading, and, and if you don't know my background over the past couple of months, I recently got into dancing, um, like salsa, bachata. I did a dance competition, and um, it's something I really enjoy doing, and so I've, I've stayed with that. Um, since then, but I was reading in one of our dance groups on Facebook and, and someone had posted about their frustration of being a beginner at dancing, like learning the rhythm to the music and then applying that at social dances. And he was looking for advice on this, like saying, am I the only one? And I feel like I'm doing something wrong or is this part of like the learning process? And there were like, se- last time I checked on this, there were like 70 comments, but everybody was pretty much saying the same thing. Like this is a normal part of the process you know, be easy on yourself. Don't give up like this. We've all been through this. It's okay. This is, this is just the way that you learn and the way that you pick it up. And I was glad this person and the person who asked it was kind of surprising to me that he would ask it. Cause I, I do know him a little bit and I was surprised that he was so vulnerable and open with that question, but I was really glad he was because it helped all of us, I think, see that, um, it is a process that you go through and it's not just, uh, you know, it's not just something you just step out there on the first day and you know it all. Right. And so, um, there were a lot of people that were commenting and saying really like they were sharing their experiences after dancing, like how many times they came home from a bad night of trying to learn how to dance. Right. And people said they would get, they would go home frustrated and they'd be mad at themselves and they would want to quit. And, you know, as I'm reading this, I can see who's commenting on these things, obviously. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want that person to feel that way. Like, oh my God, that guy is so nice. Like, I I feel bad that he feels that way. And like, I found myself wanting to reach out and comfort each of these people who said they had felt this way, right? And then I sat there for a minute and I was thinking about it and I'm like, wait a minute, why don't you want to comfort your own self when you feel like that, right? Like, 
I feel like that often. Like I come home feeling bad. I feel like, oh, I didn't do it right or I want to quit or I did it wrong, you know, all this stuff. And I blame myself for that. And I'm like, why don't I want to offer my own self the same comfort as I do other people? And I think that's a really good question, right? Because you could probably find that in your own life where you're doing that in, in other situations that are, you know, that are more specific to your life. And, you know, as I, as I thought about this more, I mean, I think it's a, an excellent question, but I think it's because I, I blame myself. Like I did, like it was my fault. Like I should have picked up the cues or I should have done this better or, you know, I couldn't get the rhythm or, you know, I, 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 I should have done it different. In other words, like it was my fault. Like I put all the blame on me. And I think that's easy for us to do. Like it, if I hadn't asked that my, asked myself that question, why don't you want to comfort your own self when you feel like that? Right. I, I wouldn't even be able, I wouldn't even be having the awareness to look at the situation from that angle. But as I thought about it more, you know, I figured if I feel that way about that, that there's probably something that some of you are feeling that way about as well. So I wanted to talk about that, about just about leaving that blame that we want to place on ourselves behind in 2019, right? Just starting that process now as we have still, you know, a, not quite two months left, but um, just letting go once and for all and realizing not everything is always our fault. And I think being able to offer that same comfort that we easily give to other people to ourselves. And so I want to share another example in my own life of how I, I really came to realize that blaming myself was just bullshit. It just simply isn't true. And this particular example has to do with uh, a relationship. And it was the person that I had met this past summer. I told this story on here. I met this guy in Florida. We had an amazing weekend and... Um, you know, this was back in June, like beginning of July. We've been talking ever since. I mean, we regularly, like we had saw each other again. We were making plans to see again. And, um, so, so the way this came about for me to come to this realization of blame, that it wasn't always my fault. Um, it came to me in pieces. It happened in segments. And so I'm going to describe this to you in those segments as it came to me. Um, but it was like each of these segments came together. They, you know, they came one at a time in order to complete the full picture for me to understand really how much I was blaming myself for things that weren't my fault. All right. So it started like this. So, so as I mentioned that the guy and I, we've been talking very regularly, seeing each other again, made plans to see each other again. And he travels a lot. He travels all over the world for his job. And this time here towards um, this specific event that I'm talking about, he was in Japan. And even with him in Japan, we were talking nearly every day. And, you know, the you know, it was, it was, it really was like he was just in another town, right? It wasn't really even like that he was in another country. And so as we've been going, you know, we've been talking and it started to feel to me a little different. Like, you know, this feeling, right? In a relationship where something starts to feel different or off or there's something unsaid or something unspoken or something that needs to be, you know, attention needs to be paid. And I couldn't really put my finger on it and it was bothering me. And so I reached out to him and I said, you know, something's bothering me. Can we talk about this? And he was like, of course, yes. And so I basically told him that I felt like we were losing our connection, right? He had been in Japan. We were, our conversations were becoming a, a little more, um, sporadic. We weren't, you know, FaceTiming as much, you know, that kind of stuff. And so after I sent that message to him, I got crickets. There was nothing. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Right? Like we just, I, okay. Okay. Right. And so then the next day 
he messaged me back and he said, I'm not ignoring your message. I'm traveling back from Japan. And I was like, okay, all right. I was like, let me know when you make it safe, right? He did. He texted me. I'm, I'm back in the U.S. Okay, great. So I gave him time, right? Big time difference there, 14 hours. And so I was just giving him space and, and you know, kind of letting it go, assuming that I'd hear from him, you know, in a couple of days. But I never heard back from him. And that had me all kinds of sideways, right? After I had just been open with him, telling him that I, I, I something was bothering me and I wanted to talk about it. And then he just went blank, like nothing. And so, and this was about the time of my brother's wedding. And so it was like that whole thing was going on with like, you know, everybody asking me like, are you dating anyone? Like what's going on? You know, but, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, this is not what I want to talk about right now because he's, I'm in the middle of, I don't even know what, where the fuck he just went. He just disappeared. And so I was really struggling with this, having a really hard time. And so as I was essentially beating myself up on this, I, somehow I got to this question. I don't really know where this came about, but I got to this question. Did I do the best I could with him? Did I do the best I could? And were my intentions good? Yes, 100%, without a doubt, 100%. You know, the majority of the time, I'd say nearly 100% of the time that I'm doing something or I want something, it's because I care about the other person, right? And sometimes I even care about them more than myself, which is a whole other thing. But but then I struggle through things sometimes, and then I feel wrong or bad about it, right? So so I, I went back to this question. Were my intentions good and do with him? And did I do the best I could with him? And yeah, they were. And, and I found that there was a lot of relief in that because it wasn't like I was, um, you know, it took me out of the, that I was wrong or bad and I should have done different because it helps me to, it helped me to see that no, I wasn't wrong or bad. I did the best I thought I could. I did, you know, I have a part in this relationship too and I get to say the things that I feel I need to say. And I felt like I was doing everything good, right? I did it with the best of intentions. And so, and you know, and I wasn't trying to make anyone feel bad or hurt anyone, right? I wasn't like, oh my God, what the fuck, man? You know, it was nothing like that. It was very sensitive to the situation, probably maybe too much on, on that end. But um, I, I, you know, I did the best that I could. And I spoke up and as I felt I needed to, and I did the best I could. And, you know, this this place that I kept wanting to go to was that... I, it was like my brain was punishing me because I had acted in a way that I deemed wasn't perfect for the scenario because the scenario didn't unfold as I thought it should. And it, so asking that question, did I do the best I could and were my intentions good? It, it started to help soften that suffering I had set myself up for. And so going back to that question, um, you know, asking myself that, it, it, it started to quell that suffering. It started to tone it down a little bit. Like, yeah, you know what? It's like I'm sticking up for myself here. Like I'm honoring myself. Like you get to play a part in this and because you played the part that you felt was right and it didn't go the way that you wanted it to, that doesn't mean that you were wrong. And so so that was in my mind, right? So that was the first thing that really helped me start to realize, you know, it, it wasn't my fault, right? I'm not, and this is not just with, relationship, right? This could be with anything, right? Were my intentions good? And did I do the best I could? That's a great question to ask yourself. But then I moved into this, the second part of this. And this was a Instagram post I saw by somebody I follow called Nylia Guerrero, Nylia, N-A-I-L-E-A. I I think that's how she spells it. But um, anyway, so she does, she does a lot of like postings, you know, tarot reading type postings and, and some of our stuff, you know, it, it doesn't always resonate, but for some reason this one did with me. And 
she posted about, I'm going to redo some, some parts of this that she posted, but there was something about this that resonated with me that I couldn't stop going back to because at first, when I first, well, let me read it and then I'll explain. So, all right. So she says, the post said, what if this person, she's talking about counterpart and twin, twin flame and that kind of stuff. So whatever you feel about that, like you can replace that with other words, but I'm just going to read it to you as it is. So what if this person is your counterpart, but they're afraid of such a beautiful connection because they're still, they're, they are still healing from past partners. They're still learning to be strong in their own power. They're still learning how to communicate with someone they love. They're still, they'll, ah, what the fuck? <laughs> they are still learning what it means to have a healthy connection. They are still learning they can trust their heart and their feelings. They're letting go of victim mentality. They're still following their goals and aspirations. They don't feel ready to give in a relationship. They don't feel whole within themselves yet. Ask me, are those questions things you've answered yes to your, in relation to what you're still working on? So what she's saying there is like she's, she's given the other part of that equation where somebody else is still, could potentially still be working on things too. And so, she talks about, she goes on to talk about, um, you know, having patience with yourself and with this person in this process and, and what was triggered by your meeting, right? Like what showed up as a result of, of meeting each other and that, um, and, and it, she goes on to talk about stop, like stop using these misplaced toxic labels on a connection you feel is true, right? If you really truly feel something with somebody, like stop saying these things like, instantly snapping to the negative, like, oh, he ghosted me, or, oh, he did, you know, he's such a prick, he did, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But she talks, and then she goes on to say, wouldn't you want your beloved to speak highly of you and have the utmost respect? If you love someone, honor the love you claim to have. This doesn't mean we should ignore the challenges and allow people to cross boundaries. However, if you want a relationship to work, you have to be willing to give it the chance to. It may take time, but... Everyone is doing the best they can, right? Have compassion and become aware of the work you need to do on yourself. And remember that love is the most powerful energy there is. And so what this, what these questions did for me was it helped me to get out of the story and see the possibility of the other side of the, of the equation, right? Like, and so I don't mean to make this, I don't mean that this is excuses for the other person because I think there is a difference between someone doing something deliberately and, and, you know, trying to be hurtful and, and someone doing something out of pain as they work through healing. But what those questions really helped me to do is look at the situation with compassion and start to realize that, that if that kind of stuff is going on, like, it, which it is for most of us, right? It helped me to see that, again, it's not my fault. Like, I'm not to blame for this. There's nothing for me to blame myself about because there is nothing I can do about someone else's healing, right? That's up to them. But it took me a while to digest and, and I couldn't get it out of my mind and I couldn't quite, there was something there like sticking, but I couldn't figure out why. And I finally realized that, I thought that everybody showed up to me 100% ready to go. For some reason, I had somewhere had a belief that everybody else was showing up 100% ready to go, and I was the one that had all the healing to do. <laughs> like they were all healed and perfect and that there was something wrong with me. Well, as we know, that is absolutely not true. But that's what this post helped me to um, unravel as I read it, and 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 when I was thinking, you know, that the, that everyone else was 100% ready to show up, and then if it didn't work out, once again, I was blaming myself for that. And that just isn't true, right? Because the person, 
everybody is going through something, right? And especially, and I felt like with this person, like I didn't feel, this person never showed me, he was never an asshole to me. He never was, you know, rude or mean or absolutely, he was absolutely none of those things. And so for this to happen, it didn't feel to me like he was doing it to be mean or hurtful to me. He was doing it because there was something he was going through. And that's what this post helped me to identify these questions that, okay, he's going through something too that has really nothing to do with me, so this isn't my fault. And so so as the pieces are starting to come together on this, right, I'm starting to see that there's so much that I used to blame myself for that is that is not my fault. And his silence... It, you know, it has nothing to do with me. As frustrating as that is, and as disappointing as that is, that has nothing to do with me. It's about his healing. And, and, and what that gave me was the ability to let go, or the awareness maybe more, to let go of things with a healing mind, right? To let go with it as it's in healing rather than in anger as what I used to do. So I used to, what I would have done before was been mad and angry and pissed off and hurt and upset, and that would have dominated. And that would have stuck with me when I thought about that person. And that would have been the, the dominant feeling I had. But what this allowed me to do was let go with more ease, with the understanding that I can't control someone else's healing. Not that I'm trying to or not that they wanted me to, but it got me out of the feeling that I had a problem to solve or that there was something to do. And it goes back to, again, you know, again, I can feel disappointed and I can feel sad and I can feel all of these things, but I can also know that I didn't do anything wrong. And I have no way to know in a, you know, in a new relationship, what's going to trigger someone, right? But when I keep blaming myself for someone else's healing process, it's like I'm perpetuating my own suffering in that. And so then the, the third part of this, the last part of this whole blaming thing that came about for me actually came from a teal swan video, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. But the basis of the video was about using the law of attraction to punish ourselves, which is until I saw this, I had, did not realize that I was doing. And so basically what I had doing, and I'm not going to go through the whole video, right? It's like a 20 minute video that you can watch that'll go way more into detail about this. But what I had really been doing is punishing myself, myself when things didn't work out the way I wanted them to. And what I know about the law of attraction, I use that as the excuse to blame myself. Like, if this didn't work out well, it must be my fault because I didn't show up good enough. I didn't show up open enough. I didn't show up healed enough to have this person in my life. And this is, I probably need to do a whole other show on this because there's so much to this. It's, it's so much, it was so eye-opening to me. But what she gets at in the video is, you know, sometimes you have to go through the things that you don't really want to go through to come full circle to the thing that you want. It's like the things that you're going through are put there for a purpose and it doesn't mean that you're wrong or bad because of it. They're part of the process. And punishing myself, it's like punishing myself for knowing what I know about law of attraction and feeling like nothing bad should ever happen to me was, I mean, come on, that that just isn't, you know, once you know law of attraction, it's not like your life is all 100% perfect from there on out, right? There, There is some contrast or some some what we call bad things we don't want that are still going to show up but all those are clarifiers to help us move on into things that we do want right and so I had been punishing myself and and saying that I you know in my mind saying I was bad and wrong because these scenarios I didn't want like him you know going silent showed up 
And one thing, she said something very powerful also in this video. She says, you can't know it shouldn't be happening, right? We can't know it shouldn't be happening. We only have a tiny perspective on the situation. We don't have the other person's perspective. We don't have the bigger picture that may or may not explain why, you know, things are going the way that they are. And and so after I realized this, that I was using the law of attraction to beat myself up, and this was actually not my fault. It was like, oh my God, like there was so much relief in this. And I was able to let go of all of this, it's this self-punishment, right? This blame that I had done to myself for so many years. And so in the end, to bring this story full circle about this guy, um, he did come back around. He came back around about three weeks later and he apologized. He said, I'm sorry. I know I've been distant, but I got back from Japan. I had a really hard time with the time change, you know, with the 14 hour time difference. I got really sick when I got back, like adjusting back to food and, you know, it, it, I'm just finally feeling, you know, back myself again. And so all of that, right, all of this that I went through with myself, blaming myself, I didn't show up in the right way, I didn't, you know, putting it all on me, you can see in that example, it had absolutely nothing to do with me, right? Nothing to do with me. I could and I did. I felt like I did. I showed up 100% ready to go, but sometimes the other person just isn't, right? Or maybe they were in the start, but then something happens and they just aren't, and that's not your fault, So my intent with this episode is that you can start to recognize situations in your own life where you've been blaming yourself, especially if you've been law of attraction blaming yourself, but you can start to see it actually isn't your fault, right? Like maybe you've been feeling you show up 100% in relationship, but some in relationships, but something goes wrong and it's and, and you just automatically assume it must be your fault. And I hope you can see from this example that there are just some things we can't control and and that some things really have nothing to do with us, right? So instead of placing the blame on ourselves and, you know, asking why did this happen? Or, oh my God, not again, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, it goes back to those questions I talked about at the beginning. Did I do the best I could? And were my intentions good? I think asking those questions can help shed a light on where you are energetically. And it can start to help you change the perspective of the situation from blaming yourself to understanding that, you know, we can really only take it so far. And then things aren't in our realm of control anymore, right? Because the other person has some responsibility for showing up too, right? It's not us. It's not a 90-10, like I lived most of my life, where 90% I think it's me and 10% of the other. No, you know, it's it's generally 50-50. So you can only take it so far. And if the other person doesn't show up based on what they have going on in their life, which has nothing to do with you, then, you know, that's that's, it's unfortunate. It's disappointing. It's sad. It's all the things. But one thing it is not is it is not your fault. All right, so... I feel like I could talk a lot more on this. So in the future, I may be doing more breakdowns of this topic because it's a big one and I think it's really important. I think probably all of us listening have gotten sucked into this feeling, this blame, like it must be my fault. And so I'll be touching on that more in the future, Um, but I'll do a quick, I'll do a wrap up for this week and then I'm going to talk about the songs I chose and then I'll close out today's show. Okay, so this week's show was really all about offering a different perspective to situations we may be blaming ourselves for. So I use the example of the relationship, but this could apply anywhere in your life, right? Like work, like friendships, like you name it, this could apply. And the point of also bringing this to your attention this week is that sometimes these things that we blame ourselves for actually have nothing to do with us. 
And so I gave you a three part, I, you know, to me it was like a, I don't know if it was a process, it was a piecing together of something that helped me come to the big conclusion that things just aren't always my fault. And so I started out talking about the questions, did I do my best and were my intentions good? So I think asking those questions can really tune, help you tune in where you are energetically. Because if you don't feel you did your best or you don't feel you had good intentions, that's an opportunity to readjust moving forward. Number two was, could I change the story that's going on in my mind and look with compassion? Because maybe the other person is going through something that has absolutely nothing to do with me, right? Like maybe the other person is still struggling with previous relationships and trying not to bring it into the new. Or maybe the, the, the person is, is working through things that they didn't really know they needed to work through, right? Like relationships are mirrors. So when you show up with somebody, you know, maybe you showed them something that they, they're, that they're working on. And that's, there's, there's no, that's nothing bad, good. There's no judgment on that. It's, it's what it is, right? It's what you came to show each other. So, um, I think thinking about that helps helps us to understand that it's not a hundred percent on our shoulders, right? The other person does have some, um, you know, some say in this process. They have some accountability, right? As, as part of the relationship. And then the third part is not beating ourselves up with law of attraction and realizing that we're going to experience contrast from time to time. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we did law of attraction wrong, right? That's actually part of the process to help us further clarify what we do and don't want. But if you're using law of attraction to beat yourself up because you're not, you know, you think you're doing it wrong and you're blaming yourself, this, this, this episode is to tell you, uh, please stop doing that because that's, that's not true. That, that, that simply is not true. And so, the last part of this recap is I shared my example of the guy who came into my life this summer and then disappeared for a period of time and how I had been beating myself up over this, thinking I was wrong, when in the end it had nothing to do with me. <laughs> he was sick from an overseas trip. So how could I have anything to do with that, right? Like, how could I? And so I hope this example will show you how you, you probably have similar situations in your own life and maybe you're blaming yourself for something that doesn't even have anything to do with you. So my hope is that you stop that. <laughs> my hope is that as we close, we're close to moving into 2020, I hope we can all leave this habit of unnecessarily blaming ourselves ourselves for things that aren't our fault behind because we really don't have room for this in our life anymore. All right, songs I chose this week. I, I've been wanting to play these songs for so long, so I'm so glad that I got to put this in this, this episode and I think they fit really well. All right, so the intro song is called Good Side by Liz Fair. Liz Fair started out back when we were kids. Like, I think she's close to my age. And I remember having her tapes back in, like, I think high school or it had to have been high school. I've always loved Liz Fair. Like, just absolutely loved her. So I'm, I'm glad that she came out with new music. And, and this song is called Good Side. And so some of the lyrics go, If I wanted to make this last even longer, I'd do what I did, only sweeter and stronger. But that wouldn't stop my true nature for sh from showing up eventually. When you think back on us, I don't want you to feel bad. I'm going to lead, I'm going to leave you with my good side. And then she talks about, um, you know, basically like, I like what we had and that's as good as it gets. If we say goodbye now and that's how we parted, we'll never be sad and we'll finish what we started and we won't have regrets. So to me, this song is talking about, I'm going to leave you with my good side. I'm going to, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to assume I know everything and go off on you and go crazy like with the guy who, who you know, disappeared for a period of time. 
I left him with my good side, right? I didn't go sending him messages like, what the fuck is going on? Why have you ignored, you know, none of that. Like, I understood that it was probably bigger than me and I couldn't, I didn't know everything that was going on. So I'm going to leave you, I'm going to leave you with my good side. And I think that's good advice for, for life, really, right? And then closing out, okay, this song is Beyond the Pale by Cold War Kids. I love to blast this song in the car and sing at the top of my lungs because I think it's such a beautiful song. And so the song talks about, it starts out, how many nights have I been away? These hotel walls all look the same. I'm numb from all this traveling. Meanwhile, your life is happening. And he says, I'll, and I'll be yours beyond the pale. There's temptation all around me and I should look away. I'll be yours. It's not a sin, just a simple conversation. It don't mean anything. So to me, what this song is talking about is, is the, I mean, he's giving the examples of being on the road and being away from someone he loves and I'll be yours beyond the pale. So beyond the pale, beyond the pale is like, what's on beyond the, like it's, it's unacceptable. Like the, the not good, like what you don't want. And to me, this is like a two-sided conversation. Like I'll be yours beyond the pale. Like I'll be yours beyond anything, but yet this is happening in my life right now. Like there's temptation all around me and I should look away. And to me, it's like a two sides talking out of both sides of your mouth. Like I want this on the one hand, but this is in front of me now and the struggle with that. I, I think it's a beautifully written song. I really like it. Um, and I hope you do too. All right. So that's it for this week on our topic of blame. I have a lot more to say on this. So look forward to that in upcoming episodes. I would love to know what you think, what your questions are, how you feel about this, how you blame yourself in your own life. Um, and hopefully you got realizations out of this that you can stop doing that. So I'd love to hear about that too. All right, so questions, comments, feedback, anything you want to tell me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. Sloanfremont.com is my website. Instagram, sloanfremont. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. I want more people to listen, um, and I would be very happy if you if you spread the word for me. So uh, that's it for this week. Abracadabra. Now go forth and create what you speak. How many nights have I been away? These hotel walls all look the same